Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Weeb Digress, the podcast that is a hot mess with an anime twist. I am joined by my lovely, lovely, newly employed co-host, Mike Duran Duran 69. What up, Michael? I won't be poor anymore. <laughs> Let's go. Hell yeah, brother. I'm, dude, today was a, today was an all right day, and then it got better. But, uh, you know, we won't talk about why it was a bad day because this is this podcast is for anime, not for me soapboxing about politics for 20 minutes while Mark just sits there like, dude, can we wrap it up? Dog? <laughs> we, got, we have to talk about Pokimane. Come on. My queen is waiting. Michael. <laughs> My, My queen. queen. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you uh, saw her dude. stuff. Speaking of Pokimane, her stuff all about Streamlabs. But oh, yeah, dude. That's that's a topic for another time. That's probably for next week. Exactly. On she our is, podcast. Uh, but uh, Stan Queen Pokey, Pokey, yeah, I know, I know you're a huge fan of the show. You're subbed and everything. She subbed. That's Fucking... true. She's subbed to this very uh, stream, dude. What was the talent company that she just launched? I forgot. R RTS, RTS. I cannot believe that you forgot RTS! that she <laughs> launched real time strategy games. Um, the first. Uh, she created real-time strategy games, mm -hmm. and I cannot believe that you uh forgot about that. Yeah, dude, StarCraft Two, never heard of it, dude. <laughs> never heard of it. Shit. <laughs> okay, but uh, the real reason that we're meeting today, Michael, is to talk about a little show known as Plastic Memories, which yeah, little show, little show known as Fuck You, dude. <laughs> How? fucking dare you oh man how dare nobody makes me bleed my own tears dude <laughs> i know that that's not the line and i'm just gonna roll with it dude honestly yeah it in case you couldn't tell this show was hella sad and yeah. we were i mean i was like i was there was tears literally every other episode the first episode i was like oh my fucking god it hurt me dude it hurt me yeah but uh, Plastic Memories is uh, an, uh, uh, an original anime that came out in 2015, and it was produced by the studio Doga Kobo, which uh, I actually hadn't heard of, but I have heard of the shows that they've actually done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the, the animation was pretty, it was pretty good. There was nothing that was like overtly bad. Um, I don't think there was anything that was just yeah, overtly amazing. Yeah, there wasn't really anything that stood out to me, good or bad. Yeah, so it was just it was. I mean, it, it, it didn't was detract from the show, which is good. That's true. It didn't mm -hmm. like it wasn't phenomenal, but uh, they've also done uh, Love Love Lab, which is Omega funny, super super funny, um, super funny show. They did Yudi Yudi, uh, New I've Game. Heard of that. Have you have you heard of New Game? No, I've heard of Yuri. Yeah, yeah, New Game is cute girls doing game development okay I'm it's sold. really cool it's it's actually one of my one of my uh one of my favorite shows i, I really enjoy it um the, you say uh, it was one of my favorite shows and then i remember gare zero and i'm like gare do i trust his opinion do i trust his opinion i don't know dude. <laughs> i just don't know anymore uh but more recently this uh this season they're doing osamake uh selection project which is an idol show and my senpai is annoying, which has one of the best openings of this season. Which one is that one? That's where like this chick is like in an office job, but she looks like super young. Our friend Maddie's on that show. 
Oh, there we go. Future yeah, guest. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. That's why I was like. That's why I asked you. So I can remember. Yeah, dude. We'll get her on eventually. It's 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 really good. It's really funny. I absolutely love it. Um, it's actually one of the dark horses I feel of this season because I was like, okay. I didn't even. I wa- I watched an episode just because I caught up on everything else. I was like, fuck. What do I do? So I watched it. I was like, all right, this is, this is pretty good. And the opening is god tier. I'm telling y'all, the opening god tier. But uh, yeah, the animation. I don't think it was anything special. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was animated. Bad. It was animated, good. not badly, which yeah. is pretty much what we needed for this show. I don't think it had to be, you yeah. know, Demon Slayer levels of animation or mm-hmm. Fate levels of animation. It just had to. Yeah, I I almost feel like if it was anything more, like if it was animated more than it was, it would have taken away from it. No, I can. Yeah, I can understand that because I feel like it's. Like in terms of a story, it's a fairly simple story. Oh yeah. Right? Like right. two people like falling in love. Ultimately, some shit's gonna go down. Some shit I don't wanna down. spoil it. I don't wanna spoil it too much now, but like it's a pretty, you know, I mean, you know, you see you you see and read these stories all the time. Okay, but you know? speaking of this story. We have our our the the person who conceived the story, which is uh, Naotaka Hayashi. And if you don't know who Naotaka Hayashi is, he wrote fucking Steins Gate. One of whoa fucking Stein. I've never, I've never. I'm sorry, I've never heard of it before. Steins Gate is one of the best visual novels, like ever, okay. ever. It's one of the best at like written anime, fucking ever. It is. He he wrote that, and he wrote Steins Gate Zero. He wrote the other Steins Gate. He like Steins Gate is such. It's just so good, and like I didn't know yeah. he wrote he wrote this. And, oh, so I guess what? he also wrote Darling in the Franks, but that's whatever. So what did what did he write? He wrote Steins Gate, Michael. Okay, I didn't catch that the first time. You know when you say something enough times, it just stop. It stops sounding like words. That's how I feel about Steins Gate right now. You know what else he like, wrote? I didn't even just say anything. I don't, you know, what, what else did he write? Bravely Default. Oh, I've never played that a Bravely Default. That is one of Default. my favorites. One of my favorite JRPGs. Didn't you just play the most recent one on stream like a uh, month, two months ago? Yahar. Yeah, Bravely Default 2 Yahar. came out on March. And I say okay. Yahar because the main character is like a pirate. He, okay. Whenever he does things, he's like, yeah, bro, you and pirates, dog. It's that, and then MF, bro, dude. On. I, th- yeah, like, Mark uh, just wants to be a saucy wench, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you got me, got him, but yeah, that actually blew my mind. I was like, there's no way this dude did it. That's insane. That's really, that's crazy. Um, but the character design, uh, so from what I saw, the character design which I think is very important in this because the characters are obviously the main stars of the show. You know, yeah. this is a very character driven series. Uh, they were written by, they were written or designed by Okura. And uh, from what I saw, that is Hiroyuki Okura from everything that I looked up and found. And he's been in the industry a long ass time. Like he was born in 1966 and he got into the industry when he was 16. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, he, he he's uh he's been in he he's been around the corner. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and he's only the corner, not only the block. The corner, just the not corner. the block. Just the... <laughs> but uh to tell you, you know, he's done key animation for Escaflone. Okay. He did some direction for the Cowboy Bebop movie. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay. He did Jinro, which is a, another old one. These are these are like all, all these that I'm going through. They're all old. okay. One that everybody yeah. knows. He did the key animation for Your Name. I you said that and I'm I have no idea. I know Cowboy Bebop. Your Name is the highest grossing anime movie of all time. And okay, I, I'm, I'm still gonna... I'm th- I think that's still true. It might be Demon gotta, Slayer now, gotta... but it was Your Name for a long ass time, which beat out uh, Spirited Away. Oh, 2016. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it, but I've definitely is, seen the poster. It's fucking good, dude. <laughs> And he did the key well, animation yeah. to one of my one of my all time favorite movies, Paprika. I don't know okay, if you've I'm seen gonna, Paprika. I'm also gonna look that one up. It's by the director Satoshi Kon, who does you know phenomenal things, and you know a lot of people base their things off of him, like uh, Millennium Actress and uh, Perfect Blue. So like, if you've seen Black Swan, okay. that was inspired by the work of Satoshi Kon. You know, Tokyo really? Godfathers. Okay. Yeah, people like Satoshi Kon is phenomenal. And like looking through more of his works, he also did the key animation for Usagi Drop. Great anime, terrible ending to the manga. Uh cool series. Maybe we'll talk about it actually. But uh yeah, so he was a character designer. Um I really like the designs of pretty much all the characters in this. I think they're very striking. Mm-hmm. Um, Isla, who's one of, who's the main heroine, you know, she's got the red and white as her motif, her color motif. Yeah. I think she looks great. Tsukasa, he looks okay. Uh, I don't think he had to look special because that's not who he is. So I don't think he had to really look special. Yeah, you know, I so like just going off the character designs. Um you it's uh you really get the sense of like who's who yeah. in terms of like the roles so i mean we'll we'll talk about this you know when uh when we get into the episode breakdowns but you you basically like visually it's really easy to tell who is human and who is giftia which again we'll get into that soon which i thought was really nice um not just in the way that they're dressed but um I don't know if you picked this up, but their eye colors also. <clears throat> oh yeah, I love the eye colors in this. So like all the gift you have, I guess unnatural eye colors, right? And versus the humans who have, you know, Lame natural eye colors. colors. Yeah, like f- dude, imagine having fucking blue eyes, dude, <laughs> or fucking poo brown eyes like me and, like and me. Mark. <laughs> no i want some i want some fucking red eyes boy oh hell yeah dude so i, I think yep. the, the character design you know is a strong point of the series and then last but not least the director of the series which is yoshiyuki fujiwara and he also directed as i mentioned uh, earlier before another series new game which is cute girls doing game development uh great great series i think that's one of the better series like that i've seen of his uh he also did sing yesterday for me which is it started off really good, and then it was kind of underwhelming at the end, but I, th- I thought it was still good. Um, And uh, he directed two episodes of Sword Art Online, the first season. Okay, we're going to we're going to do a little a little we're going to do a little we digress on weeb digress. Is that the good one? No. OK, the first eight episodes of Sword Art Online are actually pretty decent. They're okay. pretty good, actually. And from what I hear, the last season was actually pretty darn good. Okay. 
but uh yeah uh i'm not i'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of sa i think there's way better shows that do what it tries to do just better yeah um he also did engage to the unidentified uh there's actually a dance going around on tiktok well it's been going around for a while that's from that show uh it's really cool it's like where they're b- bouncing up and down they're like no that's from engage to the unidentified they like doing the up down they like copying is that the one where they're like with their arms are like yeah yeah that's exactly okay yeah i know what you're talking about yeah that's from engage to the unidentified okay i got you Dude, it's crazy being on... T- Again, I'm just going to keep digressing. I love being on TikTok and seeing dancing trends and being like, I know that that's an anime dance, but I have no idea where it's from. Because you can always just tell. You can always just tell. <laughs> so we can credit that to Yoshiyuki Fujiwara. Okay. Holy shit, that's, that's crazy, dude. You, you, like, you don't... Like, it's crazy seeing how many, like, things people have been a part of and, like, where it ends yeah. up and everything. That's so cool. But uh, all right, Michael. I want to hear your first. Did you like this movie? Did, or movie? Did you like this series? Did you hate this series? What'd you think? I okay. So here's the thing. Because I read literally one user review on my anime list that compared it to to Your Lie in April, I oh. went in and I was like, "This shit's gonna make me cry." I was thinking like, "I'll be good for like you know the first however long. I'll cry during the finale." First episode, I'm already fucking tearing up. First episode, I was, I was like, like a baby, dude. I was like, yeah, Ey. dude. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Especially like, so the way they kind of introduce everything uh, with like the Giftias being, it's basically Detroit become human. Right. Right. Or I guess Detroit become humans, basically this. Yeah. Um, Where it's like, you have these artificial, I, I don't want to say servants, but like artificial I guess they're family like members? advanced like Android AIs. Yeah. With human... Well, I, I can uh, go over the synopsis and I think that gives a good. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like, you know, it's that. And then there's a whole thing where like you, you only have them for nine years because that's their lifespan. And then you have to, you know, give them up. And it's like, okay, pretty, pretty solid premise. And then you realize like, oh shit, these people actually loved the Giftias. They weren't just like, you're just a tool. It's like you were family. And yeah. it was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's so the way I looked at it was like anytime they had to do a retrieval where they had to pick up a gift yet, it's like they're literally saying, I am okay with you killing a member of my family. <laughs> is the way that I looked at it. So <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That was Holy fucking depressing. Moly. <laughs> yeah. Every time it happens in the freaking show, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's, okay, we'll get into it. But yeah, like episode three, dude, I was done. Okay, so like since yeah. we're gonna, I will go over a synopsis of the entire show, and then we'll get into it. So, Plastic Memories takes place in a city in the near future, in which humans live alongside androids that look exactly like humans and have human emotion and memory. SAI Core, the leading android production company, has introduced the Giftia, an advanced android model with the most human-like qualities of any model. However, there's a catch. The lifespan of a Giftia... Me, that scared the shit out of me. Oh my god. Are you good? I forgot to mute my alert. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> that scared me so bad. Oh my god. Um where, where, where were we? 
Uh, the lifespan of a Giftia is determined beforehand, and a Giftia can only live for a maximum of 81,920 hours, roughly 9 years and 4 months. If they pass their expiration date, it causes personality dis disintegration, memory loss, and outbreaks of violence. Those who experience those who experience this are known as wanderers. We'll we'll, we'll talk about more, more wanderers more later. Uh, wanderers only act on instinct and can no longer recognize their owners. As a result, the terminal services are established with the duty of retrieving giftias who are close to the end of their lifespan from their owners and erasing the giftias' memories. To perform this job, the terminal service employees work in teams consisting of a human called a spotter and a giftia called a marksman. Dude, I'm already gonna. I'm already tearing up. I'm not even gonna lie, dude. I know, I'm already, I know. You said the memory. I just started. Oh, dude, fuck this show. <sighs> yeah, dude. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the story follows the work of and and life of such a team in the SIA Corps Terminal Service One office. The human protagonist Tsukasa Mizugaki and a giftia named Isla. Slowly, their relationship progresses, and as they both fall in love, Isla is revealed to be nearing the end of her own lifespan. Oh, man. So if you can tell by that synopsis, you, you can tell yeah, where this dude. series is going. Yeah, and that's why I said earlier, like, it's a story that you've probably heard before. You've probably seen it before, right? Mm -hmm. Like, think A Walk to Remember, perhaps? Right? It's like, I think it's a fairly common story, but fuck dude the way they did it was just ah uh, oh my goodness ah uh. so i guess before we get into the main story we can go over the main two characters a little bit yep. so our main our main boy main boy is uh tsukasa mizugaki he's uh he's 18 he just uh turned 18 and he failed his college entrance exams because he had appendicitis um i feel like if he had appendicitis they would let him retake them at a different date yeah. because you know that's when your appendix is like gonna explode and you know rupture you you could literally die you could literally die so you know that that's a thing but uh but they they literally said pick yourself up by the bootstrap son yeah yeah they hit him with that <laughs> um so he actually gets a job through his dad who's like a big dude you know a big like corporate dude i guess he's a big name in the court in the corporate landscape so he gets a job to go work at Terminal Service 1, and uh, he, he actually doesn't even know what they do when he first gets assigned there. And when he gets there, he's assigned to Isla to become Isla Spotter. Um, now Isla, she is the Giftia that um, Tsukasa is assigned to, and uh, she's described as a beautiful young girl with long silver hair tied into twin tails. And she's very clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yes, dude. <laughs> episode one one of my favorite moments in the show yeah and uh she's <laughs> i know exactly the moment you okay. <laughs> yeah you do yeah you do she's uh she's a veteran she's been doing this for a while and uh she was once partnered with another with another character which we'll go yeah. over but uh they 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 come together and that's that's what they do so to now get into the bulk of the series this was uh, oh actually before we do that opening and ending what do you think of the opening and ending Oh, it was it was it was music. Yeah, it was, I, it was okay. I thought it I was didn't, okay. I mean, they weren't definitely not my least favorite. It was a song. They were songs. Uh, they weren't memorable. Let me put it that way. Ghost again, D two. 
It feel because I feel like I don't know me saying that I don't want people to think like I'm shitting on it because obviously I'm not musically inclined at all. So like you know, anytime anybody can produce mu- music, I'm like you're a fucking wizard, Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just it wasn't. I found myself skipping the intro and outro, uh, quite quite a lot actually. Yeah, like I I don't think they were bad. They just uh... yeah, they weren't bad by any means. They just weren't memorable. <clears throat> they're just they're okay. Like it's yeah. not like uh, we did Mad- Madoka Magica last time, right? You know, oh yeah i listen to the i still listen to the to the opening just the song by yeah. itself because i freaking it's just so good and yeah it wasn't uh was no was no uh madoka magica opening it was no fucking uh tank you know yeah it's no tank uh dude tank it, is like the, the freaking like the best the apex opening. yeah dude holy shit uh but it definitely definitely as you said earlier was not go six season two ending yeah levels of that atrocious. is still definitely the i would say the bottom of the basket yeah 100 <clears throat> percent. um the opening is ring of fortune done by eddie sasaki and the ending is asayaki no starmine 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 or star starmine of morning glow morning glow and that's mm. by asami imai you know what i actually roll it back a little bit i did enjoy the ending theme more than i did the opening okay i will say that my favorite music of the show was actually an insert song okay. which was done by isla's voice actress sora mamiya and it's t- titled oh my god suki nanode which is i love you and, wait uh, which which she, song she sings it when they're on the ferris wheel and you can hear like the oh no i just broke michael <laughs> That is probably my favorite song of the show. I think her voice is just, it's so, like, I don't want to say light, but it's so, it's so not pleasant to the ear and, like, very, it's not, like, very strong, heavy. It's very light and, yeah, whim, like, I don't want to say whimsical, but, like, it has that feeling and it, like, it magnifies the feeling in the scenes that it is in, like, so well. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> Because, like, it it exacerbated the emotions, right? Yeah. But I... It, what? <laughs> I think that's what good music does. It um, yeah. multiplies the emotions that you're feeling in a scene, or, like, you're yeah. feeling in whatever. So that is my favorite one. Um, I think the, the opening was pretty good. Ring of Fortune. Um, I did, I did skip them, too. I was like, yeah. you know, it's okay, but let me just, let me get to the show. But speaking of getting to the show, let's get with it, Michael. Episode one, the first partner. All right, I'm ready, dude. So it starts with Tsukasa, our boy, running towards Terminal Service 1. <clears throat> and he's just like... I feel like this is like the intro to like introduce what Giftia are, because they're explaining to him what Giftia are. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, they're androids who survive on synthetic souls. Oh, by the way, they have a maximum lifespan of nine years and four months. Don't forget that. And and I'm just like, when I first saw this, I was like, even right then, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Nine years. Oh, no. <laughs> so he gets to the office. Um, He meets with Kazuki, right? She's like the yes. leader. Or the uh, the pseudo leader because the actual boss of the place is like he's a jellyfish. He's got no spine. <laughs> That's true, dude. So a lot of the decision making falls down to Kazuki. Well, he is, uh, you know, like the figurehead, I guess. 
Um, but she basically says that he's going to partner up with Isla. And this is when, you know, we get introduced more to Isla. Mm-hmm. But they did meet earlier. Tsukasa was in an yeah. elevator going to, I, I don't even know where he was going. I don't even think it shows. I think it just cuts, right? I Yeah, I think it's alluded to, I, I want to say maybe when he was meeting with like the head honcho, like the owner. Yeah, or that could be company. it. Yeah. But uh, they're in an elevator and that's where he first meets Isla. She's looking at an amusement park and uh, she has tears in her eyes when he looks yeah. at her. And uh, then they just go their separate ways. So <clears throat> they're, they're partnered together and uh, she's famous in the office for her fantastic tea. So she she's really good at serving tea. And honestly, I, w- I would love to try some of that tea. Yeah, how come you never made me tea? Because I suck. Do you, th- do you think I can make tea? My idea is tea is going to the, the freaking refrigerator and getting my Arizona iced tea out. Not sponsored, by the way, but Arizona. Arizona. We'll I drink Arizona iced tea. Like, <laughs> to the entire day. state of Arizona. We'll <laughs> sell out for you. I have a problem. I'm like addicted to it, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, but then they meet more people who work there. So they meet uh, Michiru and Zach. Michael, how do you feel about Michiru? I... <sighs> I didn't really care for her at first. I thought she was too fucking nosy and just meddling. But at the same time, I was like, girl, just say what you're really feeling. Okay. Just do it. It's fine. Towards the like lat like latter part of the the show, I was like, that's my homegirl right there, dude. Michiru is the Sunere. And she 100. is dude, yes. She's like one of the most dere tsunderes ever. Yeah. Because I think sorry, go ahead. She's she's a really good person, but she's oh, so yeah. bad at expressing her feelings. Yeah. I, I literally episode one, I had a I had a moment where she said something and I started laughing, and out loud I went, It's not like I like you or anything. Baka. <laughs> That's literally yeah. me too. Oh my goodness. Um but me too and Zach. Zach is her gift yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like he's a little kid who's like he's a brat basically. He's a troublemaker. Oh yeah. Um. So they have a really, really cool dynamic going on because you know Michiru is very she's not very good at expressing herself and Zach is very good at making, at embarrassing her and making yeah <laughs> and you know stuff like that. Basically, but, uh, a little brother. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, they're tasked with basically training Tsukasa, and Isla, and they get their first mission to retrieve Nina who is a child giftia owned by an old woman who's named Chizu Shirohana. And, um, you know, over the course of the episode, they try a lot to talk with Chizu. And Chizu's like, you ain't taking my baby! And she, like, basically never lets them in, right? She's yeah. like, this isn't happening. You're not going to take my little kid. You're not going to take my little baby. So then they actually end up breaking into the house. As bad as that sounds, well, Isla jumps okay, the you, fence. Yeah, you say they. It was Isla. Isla okay, Isla yeah. jumps the fence, and she basically forces her way to meet with Nina because you know uh, Chizu was not letting even letting them in her house or anywhere close to them. So Isla jumps the fence, and she's like, "Let's have some tea." And at first, you know, Grandma's just like, "Get the fuck out of my house!" Yeah. But uh, Nina's like, "Oh, Chan. 
we can't do that. We got to let her have a shower and you know, treat them as guests. And, you know, her being like, oh, Nina, okay, it's fine. But after Which, that, they have by to By the leave. way, can we... Would you ever be like, oh, this random person in my yard, hey, come take a shower? Hmm. All I'm saying is that was a little sus. All right. I was a little suspect. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nina knew that Isla was a gift yet coming to get her. Oh, yeah. 100%. But still, like, that's yeah. pretty sus. <laughs> so then. I'm going to break into your house so I can take a shower, dude. <laughs> so... Anime law says you have to let me do that. That's okay? true. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. That is very true. Um. So. Nina takes Isla to go to go shower and basically Isla asks Nina if she's scared that she's going to be taken away. <sighs> oh my god. And Nina basically is just like <sighs> she she gives her consent to be taken away because she's like if I stay here any longer, she's not she's not going to be Nina anymore and she's going to cause trouble for a lot of people, you know, she'll turn into a wanderer. And basically cause trouble for a lot of people. And the grandma overhears this, and this is where she's finally like, you know, she she has to. She 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 has to let go of Nina. It has to happen, or bad things will happen, and she'll have, you know, that that'll be her last memory of Nina, not a happy one. Yeah. Man. So then she's like, fine, you know, she'll she'll sign the form and she'll allow Nina to be taken away. And the episode ends with the you know, Isla basically shutting down Nina and erasing her memories and the grandma, you know, saying goodbye to her. And this is the part where I was just, I was freaking, yeah, I was a little baby, dude. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, the grandma makes the tough decision. Like, you know, she has to do it. And the entire time Nina is like going into the fucking machine to get her memories wiped. She's like, Grandma, I left you. Oh fuck, I'm gonna cry. Grandma, I left you your food on the counter, and don't forget to dry your hair as soon as you get out. Oh fuck. yeah, she she like basically rubs so salt in the wound. Sad, dude. Yeah, you know, so you know, sad. don't forget to take your pills. Go make up with the neighbor because you two are friends, oh. but she had a fight. That was what I was like. Oh. I was bawling, dude. I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Oh man, but that 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 gives you a, a taste of what is to come. <laughs> Oh man, dude, this yeah. is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cover up the sadness with laughter. Cover up the sadness with laughter. Okay, we'll get through this. We'll Ooh. get through this. All right. So the next episode starts, and Tsukasa meets the worst character of the series, Yasutaka. Um, how do you feel about Yasutaka, Michael? Oh, Yasutaka. He's a sleaze, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Um. I was just kind of there. I, you know, I think, I don't know. He was just kind of there. I was indifferent about him. I, hated I thought him. he had some, I thought he, I thought he had some, I, I, I was going to say redeeming, but I don't even think there's really anything redeeming about him. Um, I think it was more so, I felt like he was coming from a, decent place i yeah i guess he had some, some good intentions stuff, but but he was just going about it in like the completely wrong way yeah this this describes him as having aloof behavior yes and being very he's very he's like a womanizer basically yeah 
uh-huh. then uh, it introduces his partner, best girl Sherry. Um, I freaking love Sherry. I think she. I wish. I wish there was more of her. I, yeah, I wish there was more Sherry. I think her design is phenomenal, especially her eyes. She's got like the little color like around the eyes. You know what I mean? I think Let's that be is honest. so. You wanted nice. her to step on you. I one hundred percent did. Let's she was great. Be honest. But uh, he basically is like, you know, I guess he tries to take Tsukasa under his wing. And he's like, yo, how'd you get this job? And Tsukasa's like, oh, yeah, my, my daddy hooked me up. My daddy owns half this town and he hooked me up. <laughs> yeah, just like that. You... No, I'm Dirty Dan. I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> um, But uh, we find out that Tsukasa and Isla are pretty much failing at retrieving people and it's pretty much isla's fault you know she's like not good at what she does she's very clumsy you know she like gets wrecked and everything she falls she trips she freaking the the first episode right uh where she full-on pulls the cat she like pulls the cat meme yes that episode one oh i think that's episode one yeah because they're following me to you guys know when like you guys have seen those videos on the internet where like the cat's on the ledge and they're ready to like jump across to another ledge and they're like they're like bro they're doing their little butt wiggles and they're like shaking their shoulders like i got this shit dude and then when they jump they just like forget to kick off with their back legs and they just fall oh yeah that, that's that exactly, exactly what, she did. what she does it was so fucking funny <laughs> It, it, yeah, it's hilarious, and um, you know, and they're they're still learning from Michiru and Zach. Um, so you know, Sukasa is just taking the blame, despite mm-hmm. it being Isla causing the problems, and Michiru kind of goes like hard into him. But you know, she's doing it for a good reason. She wants him to be good at the job, and she doesn't want him to be. Yeah, yeah she she basically wants him to learn, right? And we'll learn more about why Michiru is very, why she loves this, you know, why she first got into this job later. But uh, after that, um, Tsukasa heads, heads to the unit testing room, which is like a maintenance bay for all the Giftia. And there he meets two more characters, uh, Eru, who's, um, how would- A how fucking would... D-Gen. Eru's a D-Gen. She he is- is like the best kind of D-Gen. Exactly. She's like- freaking you know the the booba emote on twitch that's literally yeah. eru to everybody yeah dude hunt oh my god dude that is brilliant <laughs> that is yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um she's like she's training under uh mikijiro who's like the head engineer of the giftia and uh she she's a degen she's a degen of the highest yeah. caliber so, um, you know, while they're doing that, uh, Tsukasa basically asks about how Isla's physical, you know, what the state of her physical body is and everything, because she doesn't want to be holding, you know, Tsukasa back. So she's like doing all this extra training to like get her body back in order and everything. And um, basically you learn that her body's not going to get any better. She she's already, you know, she's just deteriorating. She has a steady yeah. decline over, you know, her lifespan that she's just deteriorating. And, you know, it's not going to get any better. So what Tsukasa comes up with, he's like, instead of you doing the negotiating, what if I do the negotiating and you support me? And Isla's like, okay. Okay. You know, she's just like, okay, that, that's fine. And uh, the next day, he deci- Tsukasa decides he's going to put 
a manual he's gonna make a manual basically about how he does the negotiations and everything because he says the manual he read when he first started this job was like very do a good job yeah it was very vague be be good forehead that was literally his yeah. manual don't fuck up yeah exactly so he's like well i'm gonna actually you know make a manual and that, then we're, we're gonna do this <clears throat> oh my goodness dude I'm, I'm feeling it already like uh i i usually watch the last episode like the day of the podcast just so it's fresh in my mind and earlier today i was just like eh, eh, eh. I, I was i was literally bawling right yeah but <laughs> so we're, we're getting there oh um so he learns that her physical capabilities are declining they agree on letting sukasa be the negotiator and um then uh you know they succeed in their next job where they have to get a they where they have to retrieve a giftia basically so they succeed in that and everything looks like it's going to be like oh nice this is going to be good so at the end of the episode sukasa is like okay we we took a step forward you know this is going to be great for us and then isla's old partner and the like i would say the head of the place kazuki kazuki yeah. uh, kuanomi my is, waifu yeah she's she she's very good looking okay she's very waifu material yeah um she was isla's old partner and she basically has a talk with sukasa about isla's lifespan saying she only has 2000 hours left before she has to be retrieved and uh, 2000 hours is about, about 3 months 30 days no right three no, months. Yeah, it's right. about 3 yeah. months yeah so that that's like a big you know haymaker to sukasa cuz he's like He's just he he just feels like he's getting closer to Isla, you know, every every day like they they're yeah. working together and everything. And then he learns that she she got to go bye-bye in about 3 months. So after that, um since they are partners, they're assigned to live in the company dorm together. Um so they can uh, I think it's a rule mandated to like strengthen their bond or something. Mm. My goodness. Uh he's at first he's like, "Uh-oh." You know, I'm gonna be living with, I'm gonna be living with this cutie, right? I'm gonna be living with a female. Oh god! It's oh, pretty god. obvious that Tsukasa is really into Isla. You know, even from the first time that they met. Yeah. Can I ask you something real quick? Sure. Is it illegal? Because does... technically, they die when they're nine years old. <laughs> oh shit. Um. I would say Did no. Did I just blow your fucking I'm mind? just going to say no cuz I don't want to think about that. I'm just I'm just saying, dude, they're tech, you know? Just saying. Or is this one of those things where it's like, well, uh, uh in human years, you like a year, a year old puppy is actually 4 cuz of dog years. Yeah, there you is go. Like That's what it is. Years? So like So like by the time you're 9, you're just like you're actually 86 in human years. Exactly. Okay. Let's get it, Grandma. Let's, Let's get, get it, it on. Grandma. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So, they start living together, and Tsukasa's, like, kind of... He thought he was going to be, you know, living the good life. He's living with yeah. a cute girl. He's going to be living on his own. There's going to be a honey in his place. But Isla pretty much just ignores him the entire time that he's in there. So, he tries to do things to, like get her attention and like basically interact with her and he does dumb ass shit like lifting fucking weights with his shirt off or something oh, dude, yeah dude because all the males in the office are just like you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta yeah 
and it's you gotta cook some food and he like tries to flambe some shit and like sets everything on fire yeah oh my god yeah he's 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 dumb <laughs> so after all his failed attempts he's finally approached by kazuki who actually knows isla and she's like isla usually ignores people so it's you know it's not just him or anything and she's like why don't you just take her out and try to get her to know her better so he like he goes with her suggestion and he's just like let's go to the shopping mall so i can buy a gift for someone that's let's exactly go to the mall there you go i was waiting for it um let's buy a gift for someone who's exactly your size and demeanor isla and isla's like all right i got you so they go to the mall they get some clothes isla does not know how to put clothes on she ends up ripping them causes a scene you know classic isla things yeah and then they go get some tea leaves, which Isla uses. She's just like, yeah, I'm a tea expert. I'm a tea god, right? So after that, they finally go to an, an amusement park. That is a, a very important setting in this show. And Tsukasa finally admits, he's like, yeah, the person I wanted, you know, all this for was, was you, Isla. And she's just like, error. I, I love when she says error. Yeah. <laughs> I did not understand that, you know, she says that when she's like nervous about something or she doesn't yeah. want to deal with something. So she'll just pretend to like not understand it. But he, he like fucks up, right? Because he's like, yeah. this is my way because I wanted to make memories with you. And that's when she's like, uh oh, fuck. And that's when she's just like, I, I'm out. I'm gone. And he's like, wait, what did I yeah. do wrong? So he purchases huh. a little keychain thing. Is that a dinosaur? I actually don't know what it was. Um, it's the little mascot thing. I don't think it like I don't know. It's kind of ambiguous as to what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like might be a cat thing, might be a dog thing. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it's got something. ears. So basically, he buys that for her. He goes back to the door and finds her. And she's like, sorry for leaving you like that. And he's like, that's okay. And then he like shoves the present in her face. Um, and it was mentioned earlier by Edu that she doesn't take gifts from anybody. But she ended up taking this gift. And it's another, you know, step in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty sweet. Even though, you know, Tsukasa does some dumb shit in the series, right? Like he's like, what does that mean? Oh, really? Yeah. You know, he like just says some dumb shit. And he's just like he he's just you know, he's just being like an insensitive guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kinda like classic anime male protagonist who's in love with someone, just like does not know what the fuck it's like they're functioning members of society and then they just forget everything. Yeah, they, they forget how to be know? a person. Yeah. And it's like, are you okay? Okay. Oh, okay. Um all right, so we go to the, to the next episode. And, uh, oh my god, this episode. Oh, dude, fuck, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. Also, the reason I asked about earlier, like, is it legal? Is because do the gift in this episode? Yeah, this is she was my fucking she was my waifu, cute. right? Fucking cute of this show. So, Tsukasa and Isla are assigned to retrieve a giftia named Marsha, best girl Marsha, 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 Marsha. <sighs> fucking love Marsha. Um, they're also warned of criminals who basically uh, impersonate the terminal service 
to steal Giftia and sell them on the black market, which you're just like, yeah. okay, well, that's gonna that's gonna happen. And um, they head to Marsha's residence, and they learn that she is pretty much raising the little kid that she's living with because his parents died, and she was a Giftia with them while the parents, you know, were alive, and she just stayed on to raise him. Basically, you know, she's like she's the older sister. And uh, when they finally meet the little kid, Sota, he's like, fuck all y'all. You're all liars. I hate adults. Uh, you know, he like throws some middle fingers or whatever. And uh, he's like, let me decide the thing and take Marsha away. She's a liar just like everyone else. And uh, this is where Tsukasa does something good. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to let you sign this right now. You're not you're not in the yeah. right state of mind. And I was like, thank, thank you, Tsukasa, for being a person. Thank you. Thank you for not being a fucking dumbass for once. So then after that, they leave and Takasa's like, oh shit, what do I do? So then he goes and talks to Michiru. And we learn that Michiru was also raised by a Giftia. So she knows that it's... He's feeling some really bad things right now because, you know, they're going to take away basically his older sister. Yeah. So then it's close to his birthday, so Tsukasa, Isla, and Marsha decide to make a birthday cake from one of his earlier birthday parties while his parents were still alive and everything. So Michiru and Zack also go to help him out. And basically when Sota comes back... Oh, whoa, 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 I skipped a big thing. Yeah. Uh, Michiru basically tells Tsukasa that her father was a giftia. And yep. she didn't want him to be retrieved when it was his time, so they ended up running away. And because they did that, he turned into a wanderer. And this happened three years ago. And this yeah. is what led to uh, Michiru becoming, you know, working there. Yeah. But Did uh, you explain what a wanderer is? Yes, at the start. Uh, but basically, it's a giftia that still retains their motor function, but yeah. they lose their memories, they lose their personality, they lose everything that makes them who they basically are. Basically, like, what we would consider a zombie, I think, right? Yeah, right. Just basic, like, instincts, that's it. Yeah. So so we learned that, and also that he got murked in front of her. And uh, that that's all it shows in this episode. Yeah. But uh, Sota comes back, they got the birthday cake, Sota finally is just like, okay, Marsha, I fucking love you, please don't leave me. You know, and it's just like he—he he finally understands, you know, that he actually, you know, loves Marsha, and he doesn't want her to go or anything, yeah. but that he has to, or you know, bad things will happen. So, at the end of the episode, when you think finally things are gonna be happy, one of those freaking criminals who's impersonating the terminal service comes in and is like, you know, he's like the most you, you be evil looking guy, and he's like. Hey there, Sota. Yeah. Where's Marsha? <laughs> you know, it's fucking. You know, if it was subtitled, it would be like "evilly says." Like, yeah. You know, and Sota, being the little kid that he is, is like, "Oh, she's at the store. Oh, uh, she's right here at this store. Here's the coordinates. That's where she yeah. is." <laughs> so then we come up to the next uh, episode. And uh, it starts off with me, Marsha, best girl, Marsha, 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 Marsha. We love Marsha. She's uh, she's getting food. She's at the grocery store. She's like, oh, I got to get food because I'm the best girl. 
and uh, she's attacked by the dude. She gets tased and basically kidnapped. Yeah. And Sota's calls the terminal, uh, you know, calls the workplace and is just like, yo, Tsukasa, I don't know where Marsha is. And Tsukasa's like, uh-oh, she was taken by a black market person. So then they, like, scramble the jets, scramble everybody, and they're like, we got to find Marsha before she turns into a wanderer. And uh, the big head honchos are like, we got to send out our security so this guy, you know, doesn't turn into a wanderer and hurt people. Yeah. And um, while they're all out, because uh, the, the entire branch is basically out looking for Marsha. So Kazuki actually confronts the unit supervisor from our security, and it ends up being Shinonome, which is somebody that she has a history with. And uh, he basically owes her. So he's like, he gives her a map and he's just like, this is where we think she is. Um, we're only after the, the criminals. So, you know, you have your chance to get Marsha back without bad things happening to her. Right. And then we learn more about Michiru's father from three years ago. She said Kazuki was the one who actually wanted to retrieve... Um, Michiru's father and it was Kazuki and Ayla who were supposed to do it but uh, while they were running away they were found by Kazuki who got there just in time to see Michiru's dad turn into a wanderer and I think she was actually in the progress and the process of getting him you know to come peacefully and to yeah do everything but then our security comes in with Shinonome at the start and he's like, we got to take out that wanderer. Yeehaw, brother. Everybody get ready to shoot. Yeah, dude. He went, that's a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, pretty much. So then they're like, we got to take him out. So what the dad does, he like pushes Michiru out of the way, throws Kazuki and like takes out Shinonome. And then Kazuki's like, let me handle this, let me let me do all this. And dude, like, freaking breaks Kazuki's leg in half. Yeah. Basically just, like, stomps on it, and it just explodes. Um, well, it was, it was accidental, right? Like, he didn't do it on purpose. He was just, like, walking towards. I have no idea. He might have done it on purpose. He, he wasn't in his uh, right mind. I want to say that he was just walking towards the guards, and because she was in front of him trying to calm him down, that he just, like, stepped on her. Her That's leg how got I destroyed. Yeah, fucking broke, broken in half, dude. Yeah, she she lost that leg actually. So he lost that leg, and then uh, Michiru's like, "Wait, Dad, you can't do this." And then Shinonome is like, "Fire, fire, fire!" So they literally murk Michiru's dad right in front of her. You know, he's just getting filled up with bullets. He's it. It's it's pretty bad. And I was, oh man, like you know. This is also why I really like Michiru, right? She's, uh, even though she's so fucking bad at expressing herself, she she's a really good person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after she, that... She means well. She always means well. She, she does mean well, but she's like so soon about it. It's not like I want to do it for you or anything. I'm just doing it because it would be good for me. God, this is why I hate amateurs. Oh my god, dude. That's a drinking game we should do. 
So every time she says amateurs, you just take a shot. Oh God, we're drunk. you'll be dead by the third episode. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts back to everybody looking for Marsha, and uh, lo and behold, who finds them? Sukasa and Isla. So they finally found Marsha, and Sota like freaking tailed them, and is like, "I'm here in this freaking." It was supposed to be like, how would you say, like guarded off by like our security, but somehow yeah, Sota was, got in there. Uh, yeah, it was like basically quarantined. Bro, honestly, if that's the elite of the elite security teams, bro, they kind of suck. Yeah, no, no wonder. Basically, yeah. you know, no wonder. Um, Sota gets there and Marsha is just like she does some sick ass like jumping off the walls to go onto the roof. You remember that shit? I was like, oh baby, yeah. Marsha, do that to me, you know? What? What? <laughs> so then, Sukasa and Isla find them on the roof. Before this, Isla gets injured because Marsha, like, took out her leg, yeah. too. Um, but they find him on the roof. They're there together. And Tsukasa is pretty much talking down Marsha. Like, he's he's successfully talking her down to get her to shut her down. And then Sota wakes up, basically speaks Marsha's name. And that's where she just, like, I guess the rush of emotions. Ruins literally everything, dude. Yeah, Sota lo- ruins literally everything. Um, I guess that rush of emotions from hearing Sota yeah. say her name just kind of like made her go crazy. So she began strangling was, him. It was literally like Peter Quill levels of fuck up. Yeah. You know, for any of my Avengers fans out there. Exactly. Um, so Marsha's strangling Sota. So Tsukasa's pulls out, which is a gun, which is basically a software destruction device. Mm-hmm. So if you like shoot a gift, you like just, completely annihilates their software and basically shuts them down oh man so he's like marcia stop that's sota don't you know and she's like not stopping she's like you know she's still like choking sota out and you know sukasa's over here like his hand shaking with his gun and everything and he's like please stop don't you remember and then you know he takes a shot and uh we see isla also dash towards marcia and then it cuts to the terminal office the next morning, and it reveals that Isla hasn't signed into the attendance log. My God! Oh shit! My God! <laughs> so you left on a on a cliffhanger right there, and I I I wasn't cliffhanged at all because I was like, yeah, there's no way she dies right there. Yeah. Right there, there's like no way. I was like, there, that that's just not gonna happen. Rip Marsha, rip sh- sh- uh, pour one out for my homegirl Marsha because. In the one episode that she was in, she she was best girl. Yeah. Which honestly, I think is like, dude, huge, huge, huge credit to the fucking writer, dude. Like, you know, because we get like we get you know these like relationship sense of relationships with like the other like giftia that they have to pick up. Yeah. But then, oh fuck! This one came out of left field, dude. Yeah, they they they're good at making you love people in one episode, like Nina yeah. and her grandma. You know, we knew her for like she she was barely in that episode. She was in like three minutes, I guess. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, you know, that was fucking everything. You know, you love Marsha. Marsha's great. And then she gets murked by Tsukasa Merkser. Yeah. So that is oh my goodness. But anyway, we go back, uh I think this is the next episode actually starts with a flashback 
to three years ago about Kazuki retrieving Michiru's father. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it... And it's just, like... Yeah, uh, it shows, like, the aftermath. So, like, Kazuki, like, losing her ankle and uh, retiring from Isla's... from being Isla's spotter. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why, you know, Isla was just serving tea and Kazuki was working with somebody else. So then, in present day, you know, it cuts back. Uh, Marsha was hit by Tsukasa's device. And... Isla was sent to maintenance because of the injuries she got from fighting Marsha. So Tsukasa's assigned to desk duty. He's just like, you know, he's he's riding the desk. And um Tsukasa goes and visits Isla and he's like trying to be happy in front of her. He's trying to smile, you know, be like, it's okay. And Isla's just like, how does he, you know, how does he do it? How does he how does he still smile in a time like this? You know, how does that how does that happen? She 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 basically yeah. doesn't understand why he can still smile when he's being extremely sad. Yeah, I think that was like a really great dynamic. Um because Isla's very I guess for lack of a better term, very robotic. Yeah. In how she acts a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, I guess, black and white for her. Right. And so, through her relationship with Tsukasa, she sort of, she starts to understand, like, you know, that there's a lot of gray area. Right. You know, and she starts to kind of comprehend what we would consider human emotion. Yeah. Right? Or just, just regular emotion. Yeah, she becomes more I human. Was, I thought it was a really good dynamic. Oh yeah, I really liked it, and that's like one of the best things that comes. Out. And I feel like Tsukasa is a lot more likable after this episode too. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, Tsukasa is just not you know he's not just a dumbass protagonist. He actually you know he, he's doing pretty good, right? Yeah. So then after that, uh, Isla doesn't understand. You're right, the, right? She doesn't understand. So she's like, she asked Michiru and Eru. She's like. Yo, I don't understand what this is. And they're like, oh, you fucking love Tsukasa. We have to go stalk him now. Yeah, dude. And I was just like, what? So they go and stalk Tsukasa. You know, it's like, it's supposed to be like funny situations, right? Yeah, dude. This is why I said at the beginning, she fucking meddles too much. Yeah, so they like... meddles too much. They're like using binoculars on the roof and they're like trying to spy on what he's doing. They oh, follow dude. him on his ways out and everything. The binoculars, that was one of the fucking best moments dude of that episode with sherry yeah dude yeah we love sherry dude let's go yeah, they're, they're looking through the binoculars they're spying on him <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was uh edu right that was looking through yeah uh she just falls back and you see that there's a a pen that's like wedged in the glass of the binoculars because from like i don't know 60 yards away sherry just fucking like throw like perfectly throws the pen yeah it was pretty them. sick it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty good oh, dude, it was so funny <laughs> so they do that and it it literally doesn't help <laughs> yeah so then finally isla confesses to michiru she's like she she doesn't understand his unwavering optimism and michiru's like well he never forgot about the incident you know with marcia he he even got in trouble because he went to go apologize to sota for not being able to save marcia yeah 
and you see him, you know, with Sota, and he's just like, I'm sorry, you know, he's like, you promised you'd bring Marsha back to me, and I was like, oh, fuck! <laughs> and it, it, it actually hurts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he gets in trouble for dishing his duties to go do that, and uh, she tells Isla that he's smiling out of sadness, and that's what really hits Isla and, like, you know, I guess flips a switch to her understanding more. Um, after that, she finishes her maintenance, and she goes back to the dorm where they live, and she... She finds out that Tsukasa already knows what her lifespan is, and that she's down to only having basically a month left. And she's like, you should team up, you know, she, you should get a new partner, and Tsukasa's like, I want to be with you until the very end. And I was just like, oh man, Tsukasa, my boy! Yeah. He's finally getting it together! Let's go, dude! That's, that, that's what I like to see. Uh, oh man, dude, that was so good. It was that. That was when I was like, my boy's grown up to be a man. You know, Sikasa yeah, like finally popped off. Finally, finally did something good. So then the next day, or the next episode, he's like, I'm gonna ask Isla out on a date. <sighs> yeah. Oh, no. That was the thing that he decided to do. Yep. He's like, it's time to ask Isla out on a date. You know, he's like, finally coming to terms with his feelings. He's like, he actually, you know, freaking, he loves Isla basically. And he wants to take her out. He wants to actually confess everything to her. Oh man. Whew. Whew. God, dude, this series is getting to me. Dude, it's getting to you so much. You just, backhanded your mic dude I, I know i'm sorry i just oh, smacked God. the shit out of it oh, man okay so um you know they're doing chores around the dormitory and i, th I does he ask her out on a date wait, wait, wait oh yeah yeah he does and then yeah. she's like will this be useful to you you know if, if i do this for you will that be make me useful so she's like okay Let's go to the amusement park. Or, uh, well, he says, well, she says, okay. And then, uh, Isla asks Michiru and Eru, like, where they should go. And then he's just, they're just like, go to any place you want. And she's like, I want to go to the amusement park. Oh boy, which is very important. You know, that's where, uh, that's where we saw that Kazuki ended her partnership with Isla. But that's yeah. like one of her favorite places. Um, Bum, bum, bum. And uh, later she says that she felt bad because last time they went to the amusement park, she kind of just ditched him and left. So, you know, there's that. Um, and Tsukasa is reading Isla's diary, which uh, she let him. She He didn't, like, yeah, be a yeah, creeper. Yeah. You know, he wasn't like, I'm going to read her diary. <laughs> you know, he wasn't evil about it. She actually let him. And he learns that's where Kazuki and Isla, you know, stopped being partners. So they go to the amusement park and sit at the bench where that's Isla's favorite spot and where all that happened. And she said she likes to go there because she likes to observe the happiness and joy of all the people around her, which is like really comforting to her. And she had never tried any of the park attractions either. So Tsukasa's like, all right, let's, let's go check out some stuff. Let's go do it. Let's go have a good time. So they're doing stuff and they end up at the Ferris wheel. And as they sit inside... Isla's just like, 
this is great you know i'm very happy thank you for taking me here and everything she's basically expressing her gratitude and she's like you're you're pretty cool tsukasa and tsukasa all this time was actually had like a fever he was like over you know he's stressed out he's overworked he's so he freaking faints and like faints right into her chest you know mission accomplished Oh, and fucking Isla's like, wait, Tsukasa, oh. we can't do this in the Ferris wheel. And then she's like, wait a second, you're dead. Because he, you know, he like he just tumbles, he like yeah. does all that. He just like face first into her chest, and then just like head first into the side of the Ferris wheel cart. <laughs> um, so I've he, been there, buddy. Oh, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, you know, he's, he's got that concussion protocol. Yep. So then, um, Isla takes him back to the dorm. And he wakes up in his bed and he's like, sorry, I got, I was kind of feeling, I was, yeah, I was dying. Sorry for not telling you. And she's like, you know that I only have a thousand hours left. And Tsukasa's like, yeah, I know. And then he promises her that he'll stay with her until the end, no matter what. And then he asks her out again. And she's like, okay. I don't think she says, okay. I think she just takes his hand actually. I don't yes. remember. So she takes his hand, she like gives him a smile, and then while he's like sleeping, you can see that she has conflicting feelings basically. It is it's it's pretty sad. She holds his hand the entire night though, doesn't she? He does. There's some consensual hand holding. Yeah, dude. The fucking the lutest act of all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I think she everything. she sleeps in the chair right next to the bed like she falls asleep holding his hand or yeah i think so time? i actually have no idea i don't remember um but after that they're back on the daily grind they're doing a retrieval mission and oh man they're at like this old lady's house who has like a little daughter i guess and they basically say uh the old lady's like i'm gonna delete the personalities and just replace her OS everything and start from scratch. And she's already done it, you know, several times before. So he basically is like, well, what if a giftia can retain their memories and just get everything, uh, replaced. And everybody's like, you're fucking dumb as hell. Tsukasa. You're actually the stupidest person alive. And my IQ is now lower because you said that, you know, it's crazy that in future world where like, you have literal androids. Um, you can't retain the memories. Yeah, you think they would like, like save the memories to like a USB yeah, dude, stick just, or something. I don't know, man. Replace everything but, and dude, this show wasn't scientifically accurate, so like <laughs> I don't I can't I couldn't watch it, dude. Oh man. You can upgrade OS you can upgrade OS on an Android. Guess what? I already have an Android, and every time I upgrade, I have all my pictures saved. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Japan? Checkmate. Oh man. So after that, um he he's talking to Edu and he learn or they 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 learn that they're gonna be hosting someone from a different office, from Office Three. Yeah. And uh that Tsukasa and Isla are gonna be uh helping her out with uh with people that ran away from their area and basically are hiding yeah. out in this area. So while they're talking with this new girl named Andy they have a really awkward encounter with Eru because she's like, oh my god, it's Olivia! And then just comes up and just grabs her, her booba and just throws her face her, in it. Dude. Yeah, literally just sexually harasses her. She calls her, what does she call her? My 
her boing buddy yeah her, her like buddy? big boing buddy or something something like that oh my god dude you know, I'm basically calling her Olivia, and Andy's like, "Wait, yeah. that's not me." And then Edward realizes, like, it's the same body; it's just a, it's it's a different new person, yeah. though. So then she's like, "Oh fuck!" You know, my mistake. So then, you know, Edward just like exits stage left and is like, "I'm out, dude." So they go with Andy to go do this job, and Andy's like very methodical and very cold about it. She's like. They find them running away, and she's like, "Get the fuck away from!" Me. She doesn't say that. Yeah, she she just does it very cold, methodical. She doesn't care for the girl who's losing her giftia, mm-hmm. who she was in love with, by the way. Yeah, even uh, Sukasa tries to convince Andy to like chill, to like yeah, chill the chill the f out, buddy. Yeah, Andy. For yeah, him. chill the f out, big booba lady. <laughs> so then, yeah, they learn of that. And it turns out that Andy actually took a liking to Edu, and they want to be friend, and she wants to be friends with her. So Edu actually is gonna take her to a carnival that she went to with Olivia. Yeah. And Tsukasa's like, well, maybe that'll jog her memories from before. So Edu invites. Uh, Edu is literally in the corner, just going, <laughs> just rubbing her, rubbing your fucking hands together, like, ha. Yeah, she she invites. Isla and Tsukasa to go to this carnival with her and Andy to see if, like, her memories will come back or anything. So over the course of them going to the the carnival, you know, they, they see nothing's jogging her memories. They obviously, they see differences. Like, there's, like, a jellyfish drink that Olivia hated, but Andy's like, this, is, this shit is fucking ace. This shit is wizard, you know? That's a wizard, Annie. <gasps> that's so wizard andy <laughs> oh my god yeah that's so wizard andy holy shit um so over the course of the thing isla gets separated because she like runs into somebody you know she does her clumsy thing and then Tsukasa is just like where did where did isla go literally right after is. telling Tsukasa, i don't need to hold your hand i can get through myself yeah and then, she, and then two that seconds happen. later she- Sukasa, <laughs> Edu, oh uh, Andy. <laughs> so then Sukasa. Where's Andy? Sorry, I had to. <laughs> so then Sukasa goes and tries to find her, and he ends up finding her at like a lonely walkway. She's she's basically scared about from the fireworks because she's never seen yeah. them before. She thinks they're really loud. So he consoles her. You know, he's like. Don't worry, I got you, basically. And it's like, it's super romantic. And Isla's like, Andy didn't remember any of her memories, right? And he replies that it's like, no, she didn't any or anything. And then she asks him, am I hurting you by being with you? And he's like, I want to continue being your partner forever, right? Until the end. And then she's like, but why? And then Tsukasa is finally like, because I love you. And I was just like, oh, fuck, he, he actually said it. did it! He did it! <laughs> There was a confession. Yep. And then Isla's like, I can't do that. And then runs away. <laughs> I love you. Edo, Edo. Yeah, then she's just, she like gets out of there. And yeah. like, yeah, Tsukasa pretty much dies on the inside. And like, it was pretty. I mean, it wasn't funny that it happened, but, like, Edu and Andy yeah. were, like, spying on them. And then they saw it, and they're like, oh, my God, this is so romantic. There's fireworks going on. It's happening. And then they see it, like, him get shot down, and they're just like, 
Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty sad. <laughs> but after that, um basically he's heartbroken, he's despondent, he doesn't want to do anything. So Michiru's like, Isla, I don't understand why you turned him down. And she's like, um, wait, what did she say? No, she was like really guilty that she shot Shikasa down, but now she's like, she doesn't, she didn't want to hurt his feelings like that. And then Michiru's like, well, maybe you guys should live apart. You know, maybe, maybe you should live apart. So that way uh, Isla could have time to sort out her own feelings and then the feelings that Tsukasa feels for her. So basically Michiru's like, Zack can sleep with Tsukasa and me and Eru will bunk with you, Isla. You know, we'll have we'll have our, our good old good old girl time, right? We'll have our good old girl time. So then they're gonna be pillow fights. <laughs> I you know what? I think Eru would have enjoyed that actually. She would have. So uh, before they switch rooms, Tsukasa has like a heart to heart with Michiru about why she joined the terminal service. And it was because because of Kazuki, you know, after her dad got murked by our security, Kazuki went to her bed and was like, you know, she had to she she wanted to make it right because she did promise Michiru that she would do everything she could for her dad, basically. Mm -hmm. And that was when like. Michiru was like, okay, I wanna I wanna work here with Kazuki. And you you can tell she looks up to Kazuki quite a bit. Uh, it, it it's pretty it, it, I think that's like one of the best Michiru moments, honestly. I really liked it. <laughs> um <laughs> So then after that whole situation, it goes back to Tsukasa and Isla acting like co-workers. You know, they're acting like awkward, I guess. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're like, hey, you? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was uh, it was kind of like the first time I confessed my love to you, and it was like... Oh, shit. Oh, hey. yeah, dude, but like, now it's whatever, dude. I, I'm, con I'm constantly like, yo, Mark, I love you. And Mark's just like... You're aces. You're okay. I gotta go stream, dude. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go stream, so... Yikes. So like, oh, I would tell you that, but I gotta go stream. I'm so sorry. Oopsies. Oopsies. <laughs> so then um, after that, Michiru is just like, okay, okay, Isla, come on. What do you actually feel for Tsukasa? And then Isla's like, after everything, she's like, I basically return the feelings, but she doesn't want to hurt him because she's going to die soon. Yeah. So she concludes that she has to stay away from Tsukasa. And Michiru's like, what the? F How the hell did you come to that conclusion? And Isla's like, I only got one month left. I, I have to stay away from this. So then Michiru, she's obviously pissed off. And she's like, she's sad. She's really sad and pissed off. So she's like, she asks Tsukasa about it. She's like, what were you hoping? You know, why, why did you confess to her if you, if you knew about her lifespan beforehand? And he says... He only wishes to make memories for both of them. And oh, man, Michiru's like, don't you understand like the pain you'll feel from that decision? And he, he basically insists that he has to stay Isla's partner because, you know, he wants to be with her until the very end. And he basically reaffirms his conviction of that. So he's going to go tell Isla that. But when he gets back to his dorm, Kazuki's there and is just like, your partnership's over, kid. And yeah. it's like, yes. 
Well, why, Miss Miss Kazuki? No office romances, kid. <laughs> yeah, Kazuki comes up with some bullshit explanation. Yeah. And yeah. So then, after that, next episode, we're on episode ten. We're at like the 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 end goal. Fuck, dude, it gets so god. Fuck, dude, I'm gonna cry. After this episode, it's just like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, <laughs> this dude. hurts. You know what? It's not even why are you doing this to me. It's why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know why am I gonna entertain this this sad ass fucking show? So she's like, yeah, that, that, I'm gonna dissolve this. Uh, partnership and Isla's like, yeah, this is better for both of us. So then at the office, um, Tsukasa's like, Kazuki, this is some bullshit. And Kazuki's like, it's only gonna bring you pain to be with her for the rest of the time. And Tsukasa's like, I, either way, I still want to be her spotter. And Kazuki's just like, you know what? Just leave it to me. And he's like, what? And he's like, she's like, go work with Constance. And Con- big bro Constance, love Dude, love Constance. Constance is a fucking homie, bro. Yeah, Constance is a homie. Holy shit, dude. He's great. Uh, we love Constance. He's he's. Why can't he's you cool be dude. like Constance, dude? God dude, damn. I can't be as cool as Constance. Hello. So then, while Kazuki and Isla are out on their retrieval mission, uh, they befriend a giftia that they're gonna retrieve, whose name is Sarah. And uh, her own her owner is Antonio Horizon, which is a mob boss. And he's basically said, because of my life, it's been pretty hard for her. You know, she never got to live a normal life. So he has, he just wants them to be her friend to the very end. And Isla's like, she'll do that. You know, she'll be her friend on the condition that he also hangs out and gets closer with Sarah. And it's just like, I don't think she says, no, yeah, she does say it. And Sarah's just like, why did you want that? And he's like, it's better to be, she just wants to be with the person that she loves, right? And then they, you know, they have their little moment and everything. And after that, Kazuki's like, hey, Isla, why don't you take your own damn advice? And Isla's like, I I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. And Isla's like, wait, you set me up on this mission so I could, you know, so she could learn that, basically. And Kazuki's finally like, maybe now time to put it into practice. It's time to go for it, right? So then after that, Isla's just like, maybe, maybe it's okay to do it. Maybe it's fine. So she has like a little heart to heart with Kazuki. You know, they have their, their sisterly bond, I guess. And the next day, she goes up to Ka- to Tsukasa during office hours, by the way, and this is adorable. And she explains her reasoning for rejecting them. She's like, I just didn't want you to get hurt. You know, I didn't want you to feel pain because I'm I'm really close to having to be retrieved. And then she says that she wants to make more memories with him and that she also loves him. And the fucking dude, confetti falls from the ceiling. And dude, I was like, they oh were waiting God. for dude. Yeah, dude. I was like, oh man, this was like the happiest point in the series. I was like, yeah. oh shit, they love each other. <laughs> so well, that was the happy point. That was it's a happy point. Deal from here, boys. You know, and then the next episode is basically them being disgusting newly couple. They're like being all awkward around each other. Yeah, dude. How fucking the holding hands and shit, dude. 
holding hands, being it, like, oh, it. like, no, how do we go about each other now? We're we're together, you know. And like, wasn't all that there stuff. a moment in that episode where she goes to wake him up, right? Yeah, and she's like leaned over, and her shirt's open a little bit. Her shirt's open. And he's she's like, only in yeah. panties. He's like, <laughs> nosebleed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so then they're like, yo, how can we stop being like a little awkward? You know, they're being kind of awkward around each other. Like, well, why don't you just Constance is like, why don't you just cook together? My boy Constance, the homie dude. So then Tsukasa's like, well, let's make some omuraisu, which is what I had for dinner today, actually. Oh, dude, I really want to try making omuraisu. It is, yeah. So they're like, okay, let, let's do that. Um, so before that, they actually go to uh, visit Sarah uh, and see how she's doing. And uh, Tsukasa's like, asks Sarah, she's like, what, what makes you happy? And she basically recites what Isla told her to her last that during her last visit that people are their happiest happiest when they're with the ones that they love, and Sukasa's like, oh fuck, and, and Sukasa's like, man, and I I felt that dude, I felt that right then and there. And uh, afterwards, they go shopping for matching PJs, some dank herbs, you know, and some other stuff. Yep. And Sukasa's. At that point, Sukasa's like, well, I don't really understand, like, know how to make you happy, and she's like, she's she's already happy just spending time with him. I'm like, God, these guys are disgusting with their uh, happiness, <laughs> their happiness and loving relationship. I remember when I was happy. <laughs> so then they go back, they start cooking the omuraisu and it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, shweka. It's kind of like, bleh. but, uh, it's, it's are we the first anime podcast to use the word shweka? <laughs> You won't fucking Probably. fact check me on that, listener. So are, I'm gonna, we are, we I'm are. gonna claim number one on that one. You won't fact check me. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, it, it tastes good because you know they made it with each other and they're you know they they're, made they're it with love. love. Yeah. So then, after that, Isla goes back to writing in her diary, which she stopped after she broke her partnership off with Kazuki, and she's like, Sukasa's so Kas- so like, well, what are you writing? And she's like, she's just recounting the days that she spends with him. And she expresses her hope that she just wants to spend more wonderful days with him making memories. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, we're okay. not we're we're not just ha- we're not hamming this up, by the way. I don't I, want people like to, I was literally like, bawling. Genuinely, dude. yes, dude. Mm-hmm. It is Yeah, I I finished the anime and I was like, I fucking hate this fucking anime. <laughs> made me feel things oh man so then the next episode starts with isla actually you know breaking down in tears in the middle of the night and she goes to tsukasa's bed for comfort and they end up you know sleeping together so they're cuddling they're cuddling they're cuddling there was a blanket between them yeah okay it's not as bad as hand holding but you know it's still kind of bad so when they wake up uh she's back to you know being you know happy you know not basically uh, not crying right and Tsukasa is relieved at that and then everybody is like turns out to be a huge homie homies right they're like yo I got these tickets to these movies yo I got this um really awesome full outfit for you and Isla plus these dinner reservations that I fully paid for my boy Constance (laughs) shout out Constance yeah and then, you know, the, everybody's homing, the, you know, being homies, and they're like, why don't you take the day off and just spend the day together? My, my, sorry, my favorite is when the, the boss man, 
was <laughs> like, all oh, I, had. I already hit my monthly limit, so this is all I have, and it's like 50% off a of coffee. <laughs> hey, man, it's the thought that counts. It is the thought that counts, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so then, you know, they go out, they have their day, and it's like, it's it's pretty nice and everything. And um, they decide to return to work. Uh, Isla goes to, you know, get her body checked out by the engineer and everything. And Kazuki, like, basically takes Tsukasa in private, and he's and she has the retrieval agreement for him for Isla, and that he's the one that's going to be signing it. <clears throat> So, you yeah, know, th you this is when it actually starts hitting Tsukasa. He's like, it's getting, you know, it's coming up. It's getting closer. It's actually, you know, happening. So then the next day, I Isla, like, teaches Tsukasa how to make tea because she's not going to be able to make tea anymore. And, you know, her teas, everybody loves her tea. <laughs> so then, you know, they're all working and Tsukasa goes and serves Michiru tea. And she's like, why the fuck are you here at work? Why aren't you having yourself a good day out with Isla? And he's like, well... We just kind of wanted to carry on as we were, you know, it was like, yeah, they, they just wanted it to be like that. Oh, man. Ooh, so then that night they go to the dorm and this is when Tsukasa starts to break down. He like he's all talking to Isla how he has her form. And he's like, can I can I share with you something I've been thinking? He's like, what if we just, you know, what if we could just run away and everything where nobody would find us or anything or whatever? And, you know, he, it's a really big emotional scene where Isla just comes in and she gives him a hug and everything. She's like, this is, this is what's, you know, this is what's happening. So then he's like, okay, I, I, I got to sign it. I know, you know, they have the little under the moment of understanding where they both perfectly and clearly understand each other. So he, he signs the retrieval form. So the next day they go on their last mission where they retrieve sarah i was crying when they retrieved sarah too i was like god damn it dude <laughs> and uh before erasing sarah's memories isla whispers something because she always whispers things into the giftiest ears before you know she decommissions them so when they get back to the office they have their party like thank you you know the thank you for working here isla we appreciate you you're amazing thank you for all your years of hard work and then after the party, Tsukasa is like, hey, Isla, what did you tell Sarah? And Isla's just like, I told her that she hopes that she would be reunited with the person that she cherished most. Oh, my God. And that was when I was just like, I started, I was like, oh, right there too. I was like, fuck. <laughs> hey, hold on, dude. Mom, I told you to stop cutting onions. All right, I'm good. Sorry about that. Ooh. All right. Slap through the pain. Laugh through the pain. Laugh through the pain. We're at the last episode, damn it. So it's the last episode. It's the last day of Ayla, of Isla's lifespan. And they decide to first spend it, you know, reading over all of Isla's early, early diary entries about, you know, her time working with Kazuki and everything. Then they're like, let's clean up the dorm. And then they take a bath together. And then they head over to the office. They take care of the herbs. and Still not as bad as hand-holding. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Isla leaves notes for all the other employees. And then they, they are approached by Kazuki because they're really early at the office. They wanted, you know, mm -hmm. Isla wanted to drop off her notes for everybody. 
They're really early at the office. Oh god, dude, I'm gonna fucking cry again. <laughs> Mark, you can do this. You stay strong, Mark. Stay strong. So the two of them uh decide to spend the day's remaining hours at the amusement park, right? And uh they go on literally all the rides together. They they enjoy everything. Isla is like she's hanging out with the the mascot character. She gets her balloon and everything. They're all having fun. And then they go back to Isla's favorite bench, and she describes how she just loved observing all the emotions in the park's visitors and how content everybody looked at the end of the day, you know, taking their happy memories home with them. Then as the park closes, Tsukasa and Isla, or Isla basically convinces the Ferris wheel operator to let them have one last ride. And um, while they're going, oh my god, dude, while they're going up the Ferris wheel, they basically describe to each other why they love to why they love each other and at the very end isla admits that she loved the way sukasa held back his sadness and smiled despite her worry you know over him doing that <clears throat> she then hands him her deactivation ring and that she wanted him to be the one to do it for her and this is where sukasa finally breaks down and Isla says this is the first time Tsukasa's ever cried in front of her. He then puts her ring on and he expresses his hope that she'll be re reunited with the person that he that she cherished, you know, that they cherished most of all. And then he kisses Isla and decommissions her. And then he carries her out of the Ferris wheel where he's met by Kazuki, who thanked him who thanked him for being there for Isla and everything. Which caused them again to break down in tears, and then it shows all the other all the other employees reading Isla's letters, to which she has like thanks and everything, and all the memories that they had together, and everybody's breaking down. I'm breaking down, and then they're just like, "Oh my god!" Like this is one of the shows where like I was like bawling the entire last half of this episode, yeah. and um, that's how this that that's how the the series ends. And uh, then we do have an epilogue where Tsukasa had gone off uh, to train somewhere for nine months. And when he's coming back, you know, he's in the same elevator that he met Isla. And he's like, he muses if his lifespan was predetermined, you know, what would he do? <clears throat> and he concludes that he would be living his life to the fullest, no matter how much time he had left. So then he comes back and... Everybody, you know, welcomes us back. Welcomes him back to, to terminal service, and they're like, "Here's your new partner." And he introduces himself to a new giftia, who we only see the hand of. But I think it's heavily implied that it's still Isla's body. Yeah, it's just a new, you know, personality. And that was uh, <laughs> fuck. So yeah, I was fucking bawling by that point, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. I was sitting there as the like the the ending the closing theme played and I was like, dude, this I was like, fuck this anime, making me fucking feel things, like holy shit. And then uh when you see that frame, I fucking perked up and I was like oh, there again. Maybe she'll remember dude. Oh my uh, god. I honestly I think it's good that it ended this way. It's kind yeah. of like it has like, you know, very the hope, but it's very open ended. And it's I think it's it's a beautiful how it ended. Yeah, I um yeah, dude, it was de again, and I we we've said this before. Definitely know what's coming. 
oh, they yeah. don't try to hide it. They Mm-mm. they they're not you know they're not trying to pull the rug out from under you. But it was just written in like such a way that it's like even though you know it's coming, it still hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, and I think part of that was there seems to be this overarching theme about right memories. That's the big thing is memories, right? Right. They lose their memories. He's trying to make memories. Can they retain their memories? Still think they should be able to. I'm just saying, you know, science, you know, come on. Um, And I think the reason it hit so hard for me personally was like, if you've ever lost somebody that you're really close to, sorry, I'm going to try not to start crying. It's like, what do you have when they're gone? You have your memories of that person. And so I think for the the human characters, you know, when you cultivate those good times and, you know, you you don't want to, you don't want to lose them, right? It's like they say the only inevitability is death, right? Right. Everybody, it's the one, that's the one constant across cultures and across religions, right? It's death. Right. And I, and I, you know, I, I took everything as just an allegory for death. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just what got me the most was like, you know, you, all you have left are your memories and you know, when, when somebody you care about is gone, they're gone, their memories are gone, but you still have yours. Right. And I think it, I think it's just important to you know, to hold on to that. Um, I think the way they did it in the context of like, these are just androids. I, I can see like within the world, right. With the world building, it's like, Oh, it's just an Android. They're a machine. But I think human nature is that you, you connect, right. You connect with other people, you connect with pets and and you form those strong bonds. Right. So I think in that regard, it was just like such a beautifully written show. Um, hug your fucking loved ones, guys. One hundred percent. Like it. Oh god, dude. It's just there's a lot of emotion right now, and I I may not be making a lot of sense. But yeah, dude, it's just uh. So Michael, it's all, about the, it's all about the memories. What would you rate this show? I fuck. I feel like I've been giving everything high marks, but um, I would have to give this one probably an eight point. F- yeah, probably eight point five cloud marks out of ten. <laughs> yeah. What did you give Madoka Magica? Because that was your highest one before. I think I gave it an... I might have given it an 8.5 actually as well. This Maybe a is, 9. This I is a 10. Remember. Michael, this is a fucking 10. Let's go, baby. I don't know about that one. But it was, it was was it's definitely worth the watch. This, like, to make... Every single episode, I was feeling yeah. things. And I was like, all right, that's that's not easy to do, right? Yeah, that's not easy to do to make you feel something every single episode. But uh, those those are our scores. Uh, If you want to let us know what you thought about the series, yeah. Also, we know that scores don't mean jack fucking. They they don't don't mean yeah. By the way, you can yeah, you can our score. You know, a score is just is is a subjective term. It's whatever. If you like a show that we give something like a two, 
like like what you like, right? Yeah. And if, you know, just remember, like, I gave it an 8.5, Mark gave it a 10, so technically the show is an 18.5 out of 10. Pretty sure that's <laughs> how the common denominators and all that you have to add. Oh, 100%, you know, pretty, yeah. I was never good at math. Um, <laughs> that's but 100% yeah, dude, you're how that right. works, yep. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, it, it made me feel. Uh, okay, can I be real with you for a second? Go for it, dude. You know that I've been single for a long-ass fucking time now same yeah and so this entire fucking show like the whole like when he admitted like when he fucking said like i love you and she was like oh i gotta go dude i was like okay yeah that's oh man that really sucks dude but then when they had those moments where he was like you know like i just want to make memories with you and she was like yeah i want to make memories with you too but like let's just go about life as it and like they're fucking holding each other and i i bro i was like i missed that <laughs> like i miss being able to call up my you know partner and just like bitch about my day or be like dude i just want to sit here in the moment with the person i love just like fucking i don't know just you know just like spacing out i it, like i miss it you know yeah 100 percent and it's just like, oh, fuck, dude. I think that's kind of what hit me the hardest. Like that. And then, like I said, the whole idea behind, you know, like the memories. Go watch Plastic Memories. Fuck, dude. Go it, watch oh it, damn it. God. It was just. Yeah, I fucking didn't mean to get it real. Didn't mean to get it too real there, but. We're fuck, getting real. Man. It's too good, man. It was, it's too it was... fucking good. Fuck, dude! It it's it's it was really good, man. It was phenomenal. But and like, if you I, yeah. want to tweet us your feelings. Where can they tweet us at, Michael? Uh, you can go to twitter.com/slash at we digress. Uh, that is the general hub for we digress productions. TM oh, register TM? trademark copyright. We it's <laughs> on the internet, so it must be true. Um, yeah, tweet it. Tweet us your thoughts. Uh, let us know. Uh, what you thought of the episode, what you thought of the show, or if there's a if there's a show that you'd like us to cover, you can tweet us there. You can let us know. Be like, hey, cover Boko no Pico, or oh. don't we won't cover that one. But that was, you know, you get what I'm saying. We've digress after dark covering anime. Di- oh, <laughs> well, well, you know, I have joked about starting an account on one of those websites, dude. You know. Yeah, I mean, but like posting kind of wholesome content. Is that gonna be with the with the the lonely friends? Uh, our reviews oh, on we digress is gonna be that page. Is that just we're gonna cover anime? Yes, we can expand to Cornhub. Oh, there we go, dude. Hell yeah, brother! You can find us on uh, uh, Reddit dot com slash. Ha- uh, ha- uh, hentai games that's probably a real <laughs> subreddit don't go there unless you Holy want to shit. and you're over the age of 18 oh my god yeah Whew. all right uh to talk about before we end out we will i will announce the show that we will be talking about next time which will be in two weeks so yep. if you guys want to follow along with the show then i highly suggest watching it before the show starts um this one is available on Crunchyroll and Netflix in the United States. Okay. And it is, oh God, it's called Angel Beats. 
Okay. I, I'm not going to read the synopsis because it gives away no, too much. No, you're good. But this is one that I have I have heard of many times. Did we watch the first episode? I showed you the first episode. You, yes, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is... Am this... I going to... Oh, fuck. Dude, I swear to God, if this is another sad one, I'm fucking done with this it, podcast. Don't, don't look at the synopsis. Just go into the first episode. I swear to God, it has Mark, one of I'm going to my fucking... favorite openings. It has some of my favorite music. It's uh, And the music is done by June Maeda, so... I swear to God, dude, I'm go- I will start walking right fucking now. It's I'll start walking over there right fucking now. So Jun Maeda does. This is a key production. Okay. Uh, key is a visual novel brand that does stuff like Canon, Air. Their most famous ones are probably Clanad and Angel Beats. And I don't know if you've heard Clanad. I've heard of. I've heard of both of these. After I finished Clanad, I wanted to be a better person. Okay. Okay. That's how hard it hit me. Okay. And uh, Angel Beats is good. Very good. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to give away anything. Just that the music is God tier, and I fucking love the music in that show. Okay. <clears throat> so we'll be doing that. But uh, thank you, everybody. For, watch, for listening along with us today on today's episode of Plastic Memories. Um, it was a feeling one. I, I was, listen, I uh, listen I, you were hesitant to tell me. You got quiet when he said the name. And then I look over in chat and I just see Kuro with the, oh no, dude. Oh no. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm very scared. But it's 13 episodes. You can watch it on Crunchyroll or Netflix. Um, so... It, it 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 came out quite a while ago, I want to say. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. So check it out. We will be covering it in two weeks. Um, thank you everybody for joining us today on Weeb Digress, going over plastic memories. Please go watch this. Watch this show. It will make you feel things, and I think that is phenomenal. But um, yeah. Until next time, where we go over Angel Beats. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.